Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast. This week, you're going to get introduced to a man by the name of Alan Lloyd. He is known as Possum in the F3 world, uh, recently named by his packs as the High Impact Man of the Year, and you're going to understand why after you uh, hear his story. Very inspirational. Uh, he's, a, he's a humble servant, puts his M first in his life, um, serves uh, some women in, in needs at a transition home, uh, and, and just doing a lot of great things. So sit back and uh, enjoy this episode of the High Impact Man podcast. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. So here we go with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. Uh, today, folks, we've got a gentleman here who's definitely High Impact Man. In fact, he was voted High Impact Man of the Year at his region, right? Yeah. And uh, his name is Alan Lloyd. His F3 name is Possum. And you all are going to get to hear his story, uh, what makes him a High Impact Man, what he's gone through and how he's grown and uh, how, how F3 has impacted him and how he's impacted the men of F3. Uh, so we're going to really look forward to hearing uh, Possum's story. Uh, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm the host along with my co-host, Troy Klinger. I'm known as D-Fib in the gloom. My co-host is known as Dial-Up in the gloom. You know him well. Uh, Dial-Up. Uh, this is being recorded on January 30th. Yeah. So this isn't going to air for a few weeks. Right. By then, the Eagles should be <laughs> Super Bowl champions. They could be. They just destroyed the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, if they can, if they can beat the Chiefs and the refs, they uh, bring on the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, and the refs. <laughs> they could, they could win it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, I think, should end up being somewhere around episode forty-six for us, something like that. So we're coming close to the end of uh, fifty-two Spiel, weeks. Spielberg's over there counting he's, in his he's, head. He's, uh, yeah, he's got his his fingers going. We'll see. We're approaching a year. Yeah, we are. We're approaching one year of the High Impact Podcast. Yep. Seems like we just started. Seems like yesterday. We should have a contest to see who could name the most guests. Oh, boy. That'd be, that, that'd be pretty cool. Nobody else would uh, partake of that except for us, but yeah. that, that's cool. Spielberg, you and me, we could have a little contest. All right. Maybe we'll do that. All right. Got to remember it because I'll forget. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let's bring our guest on. So, uh, Possum, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, honored. It's an honor and privilege. I really uh, am uh, thrilled to be here and uh, talk to you guys. Great, great chatting. And uh, uh, by the way, I'm an I'm a Redskins fan, but I'm an NFC East fan too. So I'm going for the Eagles. That a boy. Uh, hey, there's always room on the bandwagon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to join that bandwagon. Yeah, that's right. It's a Philly thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only real diehard Eagles fan, I think, in our packs. I, I, this is Steelers I, yeah, country, I so right. uh, even though we're closer to Philadelphia than Pittsburgh, for reasons unbeknownst to most logical human beings, most people around here are Steelers fans. I don't know how that happened because they like winners. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God, I've got a tro I, I think trophy of case all to NFL prove teams, it. Uh, there are more Pittsburgh Steelers fans down here in Charlotte than than it, I think maybe Panthers fans. I mean, they're wow. all over the place. You so. you watch any away huge, game? Huge. Yeah, you watch any away game, and there's tons of Steelers fans at every. Wait till you see the Super Bowl. That's okay. You'll get you'll get up. There's to Eagles two. fans everywhere. You might get up to two trophies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're moving on up. You know who's not going to win the Super Bowl this year? Tom Brady. Yeah, all the other NFL teams, including your Steelers. But, hey, Dallas made it to the Super Bowl. Dallas Goddard, he plays tight end for oh. the Eagles. <laughs> so Dallas made it to the Super Bowl. You know, as a Redskins... Have you used that on beach ball yet? I have not. Uh, as a Redskins fan, um, uh, Possum, you must certainly hate Dallas. So 
you know, absolutely detest. Right Dallas there, you go. Everything in me. I, yeah. I, 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 I love two teams: the Redskins and, and whoever's playing ever Dallas. Plays Dallas. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I cannot stand. Dallas. I love that oh. we could absolutely yeah. care less that they changed their name and they're still the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins. <laughs> Stop it, you bunch of you bums. can change their name if you want to. They're still the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. Well, you know, we're gonna get along just fine, possum. <laughs> awesome awesome looking forward to the to the uh conversation yeah so uh, to begin with we'll ask what we always ask guys that are part of f3 for anybody in our audience doesn't know what f3 is it stands for fitness fellowship and faith it's a worldwide now movement of men uh it's an outdoor boot camp style although it could take on different flavors like running and rucking and things like that workout for men it's free uh it has to always be held outside uh, but the mission is to invigorate male community leadership. And so we have to rotate the leadership. So whoever is showing up has to take his turn developing and leading the workout and commanding other men. And we do other things to learn about leadership. But that is what F3 is about. Look it up, F3Nation.com. If you don't know anything more than what I just said, look it up and find out. And show up. There's probably a workout near you. Yeah, click the locations and find one near you on yeah, the map. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the question is... Um, when did you get involved with F3, and how, who EH'd you? How did you get involved? Yeah, um, I, I started F3 uh, in, in the fall of September. A lot, a lot of guys know their exact F3 anniversary date. My, mine is roughly September of 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, there were about seven guys in the Lake Norman area who had already started F3. And our founding father, Moses, who was a, a, a dear friend of mine years before F3 even started, EH'd me uh, and he said, hey, uh, there's this cool thing. I'm going down to Charlotte every day. Why don't you come with me? It was a Saturday morning uh, and drove down there with him. Uh, and it was a, a huge workout led by Dredd. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. and this guy, Dredd's out there just barking orders i'm like what in the world is this thing and, and I, I was actually pretty pretty impressed with the group and uh it was hard hard as you know like every every other guy that goes out there for the first workout and so yeah i started in september of 2011 in charlotte although i did live in the lake norman area uh and so um and then, and then my second post, I, I officially got my nickname in uh, in the Lake Norman area. All right, How, why did you get Possum? Why that name? So uh, yeah, so so Moses, uh, the, the the friend who named me, uh, knew about an old practical joke I did years ago. Uh, I worked in uh, middle school youth. I was a volunteer middle school youth group leader, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the crazy guy that you know did anything he could to get a middle schooler's attention, which is, could be kind of challenging. Um, but anyway, uh, my, the youth pastor at the time was, uh, we had youth group at the YMCA and he, we had just finished youth group and he was still inside cleaning up and, and all the youth leaders were out in the parking lot. It was nine o'clock at night dark. And I see this dead possum, uh, in the parking lot. And, and I just had this idea. Let's, let's put the, dead possum on his car and let's hide in the woods and watch when he comes out and get his reaction. Uh-huh. So I shared this story with Moses and, uh, <laughs> the, uh, so my, my second post, when I got my nickname, I, I didn't even know how the protocol worked. He, he came around. And I said, I want to be named Phoenix. And he said, Oh no, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 that's not <laughs> right, how it works. That's once your way not to get named. You don't get to pick your nickname. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how, that's how the name came. And, uh, you know, there's guys that have much worse nicknames than possum, so I'm I'm oh, fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with possum. Is is that the norm down there that you don't get your name until the second workout? Second, yeah, like every every region has their own little culture. Yeah. Ours is it used to be first, now it's second because we we, we kind of want to see that second post commitment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, second post, and um, yeah, that that's kind of stuck with us for many years. That's you interesting. guys first or first post? Or? Yeah, and I was just thinking, think like we would save some really good nicknames if we. Yeah, it might might work out better if we did it that way. Yeah. Hey, we can institute a change. That's yeah, fine. Good topic for the next shared leadership team. Yeah. Meeting. Absolutely. Well, that's cool. So you start in September 2011. F3 had its first beatdown, 1 So you were less than a year into 
F3 beginning, you know, at all, and you were uh, already part of F3. So that's been 12 years now? Yeah, well, uh, 12 years. In September, yeah, it'll be 12. 12 years yeah. doing it. And you're 57 years old, right? 57. Uh, yeah, I uh, 57 years old, so born 1965, and I, and I always think of that as the year the uh, – my favorite car ever is Ford Mustang or uh-huh. actually it came out in 64 and a half. But, um, I tell my wife, my dream car is a Ford Mustang. And, and actually this year after one of the workouts, uh, one of the packs drove up, he, he had a 65 Ford Mustang red with Ooh. a white convertible top. Let me drive around the park a lot. I've I'd never driven one before. It was one of the hi- highlights of my year. I wanted to drive this Ford Mustang. Around. Wow. So that's awesome. Cool. That is awesome. You got me by a year. I was born in 66. So you've been doing F3 since you were, so now that, so basically you've been doing F3 since you were about 46. 46. How yeah, much is yeah. it, is it more difficult now than it was then? Or, you know, how does, how do things go as you age? Yeah, I, I'm finding, um, well, I, I, it's 2022. I, I just, I could kind of go back and share some of it, but I, I just, I have had always been the biggest cotter over 11 years. So I, I, I'd, I'd go for months, not up and up and people are like, possibly where you've been. And like I, in COVID, I was like kind of, kind of out of the, you know, out of the, out of the mix. And, um, so, uh, it's actually gotten, gotten easier for me because I, I just made a commitment in 2022 just to, just to be all in. I mean, actually it, it started in 2021. Um, and so I, I would say in, I mean, in some ways it's, it's easier because I've just, I, I realized that, um, for example, when I'm queuing, I've, I've got, I want to be in good enough shape to be able to queue. I don't want to be huffing and puffing. And so, um, it's, it's gotten easier. And, um, uh, they what's the saying is you know um it doesn't get easier you get stronger so right. so i think it's a, it's a little bit of both yeah but uh boy i remember you know years ago when i did it i'd be you know out towards the back and struggling to make it through and right uh you know constantly kind of comparing myself to other guys like we all do and thinking man i'm never going to get in that kind of shape this guy and um and one of the lessons I learned is just not, you know, not to compare yourself to that next guy. I just do, do what you can do and go a hundred percent every day. So yeah, that really helped me in 2022. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. How many, how many times a week are you posting now? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to hit four or five posts a week. Nice. Um, and I'll do, I'll do a little bit of, um, stuff at home, mobility stuff, or, you know, maybe during my work day, it gets a little stressful. I'll, I'll try to throw in some, you know, some push some Merkins and, and, and just to, to keep, keep active. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, I, I, I would say last year it got, I felt like I was getting a little bit out of balance, uh, in terms of, uh, balance between home and F3. And, and I sensed my, my wife, she, she never said anything, but I, I kind of scaled back a little bit and, and cause I, cause I didn't want her to think I was putting the, the guys in front of her. And, and we've had some conversations about that. And, and, uh, and so I, I take one day off a week and we, we have breakfast together just to, just to, you know, to commit to her that, you know, she's important. In fact, she's the most important relationship, right, yeah. like uh, her and, and, of course, God. So Right. That's great. So, her, And her name's Carrie, right? How long have you guys been married? Carrie, yeah. We've been married uh, going on 14 years. Uh, met in the fall of 2008. Uh, big year for me. Uh, I was single for many years through my 30s, and... Um, met Carrie at my, my church and, uh, started dating and, and got, I think we got, I proposed to her just a few months after we started dating, uh, mm-hmm. cause I knew she was the one. Yeah. I need to tell everybody. So we usually ask for a bio from, uh, guys that come guests that we invite on the show and, uh, possum sent us his bio. And the first line is 57 year old married to Carrie. <laughs> so number one is his M or wife. 
and second line is I'm a Christian in parentheses Christ follower. So you got you got God and your M right there. Top two things you said in your bio. Perfect. <clears throat> top two things. Yeah, my 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 top two things, and sometimes I I, I do get distracted, and I, I do sometimes get a little bit out of balance and get a little bit uh, carried away with a lot of the F3 stuff. And she's uh, had to put me in my place a few times in 2022. (laughs) And and I quickly respond to that and, um, and listen to her. (laughs) Yeah. Wise Uh, man. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we usually ask guests to, to start from the beginning, like how, where did you grow up and what was that like? Yeah, I grew up in a, a little town in Maryland, uh, Southern Maryland, called Waldorf. I, a lot of a lot of people would not have heard of Waldorf unless you're from that area. Uh, so, Southern Maryland. Um, I'm a I'm the middle. I have a younger sister and an older sister. Um, I, I grew up. My my dad taught me to play tennis. Uh, somewhat early, probably not early enough to be really good at it, but good enough where I I was. Uh, played on my high school tennis team, number one player, and then had aspirations uh, to play college tennis and um, decided to, uh, first school I ever looked at was in North Carolina, a small school, and, and uh, upon graduating from high school in 83, moved to, uh, to North Carolina to go to college. What was the name of that college? It's uh, at the time it was Elon College. Oh, I've been there. Scott was fighting Christian. Elon College fighting Christians. Yeah. Now they're Elon University Phoenix. So back okay. back when I went, they were they they looked like they had the Notre Dame like little uh, mascot fighting Christians. Kind right. of funny. But yeah, it's uh, become a quite a popular school. Yeah. So they caved into the politically correct peer pressure. <laughs> Changed the nickname. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Changed the name. So I had uh, uh, stopped at Elon College. We, my best buddy and I, went from high school, we were in college, and my freshman, our freshman year of college, we went on spring break, and we drove down, and we were supposed to stop in Elon because his cousin was going to school there, but we decided to skip right past there and keep driving because we were going to sleep there and then wake up the next day and keep going. So the next day, but on the way back, we stopped there, and uh, I don't remember a lot. I remember going to some college bar and. I was not dressed appropriately. I was so we, when we were down in Florida, <laughs> you weren't roasting a chicken on the manifold of your car, though. No, right? no, no, we didn't okay. do it. Th- not that I remember. <laughs> so we went to uh, down in Florida. We his aunt and uncle were living down there. We stayed with them for a little bit, and their babysitter took us to uh, a party that their high school was. Uh, people from their high school were having, and I wore uh, you know a je- uh, jean jacket, and because that was cool back then. They're still cool, but yeah. not as many people. They made a comeback. Levi's jean jacket, by of the way. Of course. You got to wear Levi's. And just as like some t-shirt or whatever. And everyone in the party was, you know, Izod's and, um, you know, the shirts with the alligator and, you know, the whole thing. And I was totally not collars, dressed. Collars and, up. Right. Collars up. And all these guys <laughs> showed up outside that wanted to crash the party. And they were all dressed like me. So it was almost like the greasers and the socias, you know, from... Uh, the outsiders. Yeah. You know, and I was more like the guys out there, but I didn't know anybody. Of course, I was some guy from Pennsylvania. Then we get to Elon and I'm wearing my, my, uh, penny loafers and my, my eyes on shirt and stuff. And we go to this college bar and it's all jean jackets. And I had it totally messed up. That's, <laughs> That's great. That was my experience with Elon, but nobody beat me up. Fortunately. All right. So Elon college, you played tennis there. Did you play any other sports in high school or growing up? Didn't play any other sports. Uh, no, I was, I was, my, my first love was basketball and, uh, you know, growing up in the seventies, I had this big old poster of Dr. J. Yeah, um, baby. Everybody had my, that. Over my bed. Uh, <laughs> he was like my hero. Um, Washington bullets were my team back then and, and watched them win a championship. That was my first love. And then I re- quickly realized I was, uh, too short and too slow play yeah. basketball and so i gave tennis a try uh, the old bullets they had wes unseld uh, yeah. right back then wes unseld elvin hayes elvin bobby hayes. dandridge they, yeah yeah they, they i remember i'll never forget that winning the championship they beat the uh seattle supersonics i believe and uh I, oh boy i was so thrilled to see that yeah um, cool. yeah very cool all right so then you graduate from college but you, you said and you moved to charlotte um 
It says you worked in technology your entire career. What what do you do in technology? Yeah, so uh, so Charlotte's a, a, a big banking town, and I work for one of the big banks. I've been with them for twenty five plus years. I'm a um, I've I've always liked to stay close to software development. So I'm I'm a software developer slash lead developer, um, and uh, yeah, I've been been doing that for twenty five years, and uh, really enjoy it. It's uh, it's it's challenging at times, and um, some of the um, some of the, the the challenges working for a bank in technology are extra tough because there's a lot of compliance and regulation that you have to oversee. And so, uh, yeah, they've been they've been great to me, and I've ha- have a lot of flexibility working remotely and um, lots of PTO accumulated. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's really a great great balance for me. Yeah. Especially with the F three workouts now, I could kind of work out and then work remote, or mm-hmm. you know, early, it's early enough to get uptown if I need to. I go in the office maybe twice a week, so it's been good. Were you remote even before? Did you have the opportunities, I guess, to work remote even before COVID, or did that just happen with COVID? We did, yeah, we did. A, had a little bit flexibility, not as much as we do now, and um, I would say. Uh, Technology at the bank now gets a little bit of extra privileges working remote just because we can do our job anywhere. Um, although I do like the interaction uh, when I'm in person. I also like the flexibility when I'm home too. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah, Dial-up's an IT guy. I am not an <laughs> IT guy. <laughs> I've, I've always wondered in like some of the, you know, the major cities how, how big the impact has been on them from a real estate perspective with COVID, you know, like, ha- like how many buildings are now sitting, you know, vacant? It's, it's gotta be a, a, a substantial number, I would think. And like what that impact, like what that financial impact has been on, on the cities yeah. and, and those developers that, yeah, that's that a, own those places. That's a great, that's a great observation is because uptown Charlotte is a thriving yeah. city and the, and we're in a, we're in a, right before COVID, we went to a brand new space like, you know, high tech workspace, you know, uh, collaborative and really cool. And, um, and some of the, you know, of course, some of the other buildings uptown are, are not as occupied. And then what it does to the local businesses, yeah. the restaurants and not as many people right. downtown eating, domino effect, yeah. eating out. Although I will say that there's more people living in uptown Charlotte. Now the, uh, the 20 somethings, it's kind of, it's really a cool, cool place to live too. But, uh, yeah. A lot of empty real estate, I think, uh, yeah. after COVID, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, you know, rural Pennsylvania for the most part. And I know, you know, just, our, you know, our, our company, we I, like DFIM and I both work for a, a large uh, healthcare organization. And I just know the impact of like how many spaces we were able to terminate leases for, you know, once right. all of our IT department went remote and just to multiply that by you know, a thousand or 10,000 in the big cities. It's like, wow, it's yeah. gotta be pretty, pretty devastating to the, to the downtown community in some ways, but it sounds like maybe they just replaced workers with, uh, tenants, uh, living there. Yeah. Repurpose yeah. it. Right. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Well, um, I want to talk a little bit more about what, what uh, F3 has done for you and, and, and things like that. But I got to ask you about this. You put on your bio that you're passionate about anything with scales, meaning reptiles. Yeah. So tell us about that. Cause <laughs> I thought that question might come up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, as a kid, I, I, you know, everybody has their quirks and their reasons why they develop these fascinations. But uh, as a kid, I, I just, you know, I found the, you know, I, I would often be in my backyard and, you know, there'd be turtles and snakes and just develop this, this passion for just fascination almost with, with reptiles. And, um, I had a pet iguana growing up as a kid, uh, a pet snake who, who, who my dad insisted it lives in the garage it escaped a few times and mm-hmm. uh had turtles and and so uh, you know my entire life I, i've i've always had that passion um my dad gave me this as a kid he gave me this field guide to uh the reptiles and amphibians of the united states and i would study this field guide and i'd memorize every single species and it just oh it just stuck with me as a kid and uh 
into my adulthood, I, I when I was single, I was keeping about everything you could imagine. <laughs> Snakes and, and turtles and all kinds of things. And then uh, fast forward 2008, um, I started... Uh, I, I, early on dating my wife a few weeks in, uh, she, things were going really well. And we had this conversation one night and she, she, she's like, Alan, um, things are going really well, but tell me, tell me some, are there any skeletons in your closet? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> she's good. She's good to find out. I said, well, I love, I said, ever since I was a kid, I'd love reptiles. And I, and she's like, okay, what, what, what's this mean? And so I, I share at the, I had, you know, I said I had some turtles and, and, uh, and things. So she was, she, uh, gradually came to accept that. Uh, so, uh, it's, our marriage is kind of like, uh, the way she describes it, it's like Martha Stewart and Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. <laughs> um, and so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting mix, but she's come to like the turtles and, um, the, and so we have, she always asked me how many do you have? And I said, I lost count, but. Do these yeah, turtles like I'm walk around your house or something? And, these turtles walk around your house or are they in like a aquarium? Yeah. So, uh, when we built our house, the only thing I asked for is a single car. Uh, we have a double car garage and a single for a, a place where I keep some of my turtles. And then, uh, I have some ponds and enclosures in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what, what I love doing is I, I, I actually, they reproduce every year. And uh, I hatched these little dinosaurs, and it, it's really cool <laughs> watching them hatch. And uh, the, this actually, the species that I keep are threatened and endangered. So, you know, uh, imagine like uh, the only thing I could describe this as is, you know, if you're if you love uh, uh, classic cars and you've got a you know a fifty something Corvette, I have the the equivalent of these turtles that you would never see in the wild yeah. because they're they're endangered and. So it's it's one of my one of my big passions. Uh, just really enjoy it. So so like, how many new turtles do you do you end up with each year? Uh, gosh, it it, it depends on uh, uh, it depends on the season and how the you know the um, the reproductive cycle goes. But yeah. uh, I I sometimes have forty or fifty hatchlings. Dang. And so, so, so what I do is I've got a guy, uh, uh, he's a dealer in Florida that I, and I can't keep all these hatchlings. So I, I sell them to him at wholesale. And, and so I put that money back into the hobby yeah. and cause you know, there's, there's filtration and food and vet bills and things like that. So, and so, and, uh, and then he just sells them. So he just, that? then he just, he just sells them. Yeah, he sells them. He's a big, I mean, he's a big dealer. And, and down in Florida, there's there's a lot of uh, breeders of all kinds of exotic animals. And yeah. he, I've kind of developed a friendship with him. And he'll just take everything, all the offspring that I have, I ship them down there. And he, you know, pays me a wholesale price. And, and uh, it's a win-win. <laughs> and my <laughs> wife is glad to see him leave the house. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. How, like, how long do you keep them before you uh, turn them over to him? Yeah, as soon as they start eating vigorously, maybe three or four weeks, or get and get a little bit of size, they're ready to ship out. So, All right. Uh, How do you get turtles to do that? You got to play some Barry White, or you know, <laughs> it just depends on the season. It's like you know, what's the love is in Yeah, I do. I, I do. I do trigger some Barry White in there, and yeah, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> put some music. Actually, actually, there's the Kenny G works. Works better. Kenny G. <laughs> All right. Found, yeah. You know. I, I'm, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All some right. Special lighting. He's got some mood lighting he turns on for them. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> All right. All of, right. Yeah, we should probably move on from turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, you said here that you joined your shield lock in late 2021. It was a big difference maker for you. Tell us about that. Huge diff, huge difference maker. I uh, got a huge shout out to my shield lock. So I, I had always known about shield lock, but didn't know a whole lot of guys that were really doing it and doing it uh, in the right way, I guess. 
And so I, I, it was, uh, it was like the fall of 2021 and we're sitting at, at Starbucks talking and, um, one, one of my close friends, I just said, Hey, you know, uh, I'm not in a shield lock, you know, I'm, I'd really love to, to be in one. And, um, within, I would say a few weeks, I get this text message from him and said, would you like to join our shield lock? And, and at the time there were already four guys and I'm like, Oh, I'm nervous about changing the dynamic. You know, I'm coming in new. Yeah. They had already been meeting for, you know, probably a year. And I, I was just blown away. And I mean, it, these guys, I mean, so, some of the, the highest quality guys you'll meet, they, to, to, to be asked to be part of their shield lock. And I was like, I would love this. And, uh, yeah, and so I got, I joined their shield lock, and and right at the time they were studying Q source, mm-hmm. and um, we were we were reading through that together, and um, yeah, it's been a huge huge difference maker uh, for me. Yeah, cool. Everybody should uh, find the shield lock to be a part of. Um, and uh, then you told us about uh, a lifelong struggle with mel- mental illness, and and then how you uh, got into Toby talks and, and things like that. You know, tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that have, has kept me kind of F3 at an arm's length over many years is, is, you know, how you, um, people will come up to you and say, Hey, you know, where have you been? Uh, you know, I, I may take months over the, over 12 years, I would take months, maybe a year. COVID, I was, you know, nowhere to be seen. And, and there is no real venue, even cafeteria for me to say, Hey, I, I'm, this is why, this is the struggle I'm having. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I, I was diagnosed with mental illness late in, in, uh, I, I was 35. Most, most people with this condition were, were diagnosed in their teens and it's, um, it's, a, it's a battle. Uh, and, Sleep is a big trigger uh, for me. I, I have to have uh, high quality sleep, and then stress is another trigger. So I, I'm, I'm in a fairly stressful job. Sometimes I don't sleep, so it was really hard to tell these guys, God, I just can't get up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. So um, flash forward um, the end of 2021, uh, we had three guys. Uh, this is such a God story. We had three guys go to Wilmington, the 10 year Wilmington convergence for F3. And there was um, a presentation about this Toby talks where uh, these men in Wilmington uh, lost a, lost a brother uh, through suicide a few years earlier. And his name was Toby. And so they started these, these new AOs, so to speak, not workout AOs, but AOs where men would get together share their burdens and struggles no matter how big or how small. And so um, the, these men uh, came back and, and brought that to our region mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in, no- in November. And so I started going to those and, and um, actually went to one of those and, and shared my struggle, my struggle with mental illness. And, and the guys were just so um, accepting and, and loving and, and it's just, just after, after I went through that with Toby talks, I just felt like it was a weight lifted off of me and, and the guys loved on me ever since mm-hmm. and didn't look at me differently. And, and, um, I haven't shared this the first time I've shared this publicly. I, I've shared this, um, in Toby talks and, and just want to really get that message out that this is a big thing with, um, it's huge with, with, um, I'm so glad they're recognizing men that struggle, um, with mental illness. Cause we've had, we've had suicide in our region mm-hmm. and, um, it's been a real difference maker. Um, and, and, and also uh, I really shout out to the PACs who started F3 mental battle. I don't know if you've seen that on uh, oh, Twitter, yeah. yep. but there's some great inspiration uh, on that. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just looking. I love when things kind of full circle, huh? full circle on some of our guests because yeah. we had ten count. Like right. I, was, I was trying, I, I thought that was it. I just wanted to confirm it. But right. yeah, we had ten count on 
pretty early on i think like maybe ninth or tenth episode early, yeah. or so and he had he had shared the story of what had happened there in their packs with i think he started the toby uh, talk yeah, yeah like i think he was the maybe yeah. kind of the yeah, the key force behind getting the he toby was, talk started uh, in his social work he mm-hmm. deals with that and yep. then he was floored when one of their packs um committed suicide yeah like just i remember him sharing like you know they had no idea that like yeah and he wanted to do something about it, and he created Toby Talks. Yeah, been working out with the guy side by side, you know, week in and week out, and had no idea the struggles that, that yeah, he was having. And You um, just don't know. Yep. You just yeah. don't know. Well, Possum, yeah. I'm glad that you were able to um, find that place, you know, that safe place where you could talk about that stuff and everything. Do you mind telling us the diagnosis? You don't have to, but you, um, I know it's a mental illness. but Sure. Yeah, it's... Uh Without putting the official diagnosis, I think people will will know it's it's a mood disorder mm-hmm. where I, I can experience extreme highs and extreme lows, right. and um, it, it I, I sort of look at it as as a gift because um, the the joy that I experience sometimes when I'm slightly at my mood is like is it's it's kind of indescribable and. Um, and, and, uh, I, I just, and, and the lows are hard sometimes, but, yeah. but, um, I look at it from a God perspective and, and there's a, and actually during this Toby talks I shared, um, I shared the verse in second Corinthians where, um, Paul had this thorn in his side and, right. and he asked uh, Jesus to, to remove it three, he asked him three times. He begged him to remove this thorn. Right. And uh, Jesus said, uh, you, you know, my, my grace is sufficient because in your, in your weakness, you're strong. Right. And yeah. uh, I, I really, that verse stuck to me. And, and one, of, one of the men, as I'm sharing this, um, you know, just had to put his arm on me and, and um, quoted the verse. He knew exactly what the verse was. I, I was um, sharing that. And, and yeah, it, it, was a, it was a real difference maker for me to kind of get back into with those guys and, and share that and with no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a problem and uh, I'm glad that uh, we're shining some light on it. Um, not us, but I mean, um, as a whole, you know, in our nation, but F3 is really, I take it upon themselves to kind of focus on the mental battle that guys go through yeah. and creating some safe spaces for yeah guys to be able to talk about. Absolutely. Those struggles. And then you can help others, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, 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 my hope is that if, if I impact one man or if one man could Mm -hmm. could come and and share what they're going through, through this, I I really have, I've prayed about this for so long to, to, to have some kind of platform to share this with me and with, with others. And, um, God's kept prodding me and prodding me, and and um, yeah, I, I hope I hope anyone listening will, will reach out, um, DM me, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll share my story in more in detail. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. Well, we're gl- glad you found that group, brother. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for thanks you, for sharing. You're doing something right because they elected you the uh, high impact man of the year in your region. So tell us how that came about, and you know what was that? What was that like? Oh gosh, I, I, um, I'll just kind of go back and kind of share what got me, um, to the end of 2022. We, it was, um, sometime in mid 2021, we had our 10 year convergence Mm -hmm. to celebrate 10 years of F3 in the Lake Norman area. And, uh, um, one of the men asked me, you know, Hey possum, can you lead, can you just lead a warm up exercise? And at the time I was really disconnected with F3. I, I had, I knew, I knew some of the guys, there's a lot of new guys I didn't know. Um, and I'm sitting there trying to draw inspiration. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I feel kind of weird coming back after a long absence, especially over COVID. And I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. And I'm sitting there trying to draw inspiration of, you know, what am I, what am I going to do? I, I got to get back into it. And I, I went through some, some, um, previous, uh, tweets and blog posts. And I found this one, um, blog that, a that, a, uh, one of our packs wrote and it was titled gratitude. And he shared 
uh, his story about the impact that F3 had made on, with him. And and uh, young man, had, he, he had moved from California recently and um, had some battles, and, and F3 just pretty much changed his life. And, mm-hmm. and so that on top of um, at the end of this convergence, uh, the Nantan, uh, the form, the Nantan at the time, uh, swing state, uh, challenge, there's probably 200 guys there and we were circling up and he challenged us. He said, guys, you know, 10 years has passed so quickly. Um, what, what do you, he was challenging us. What are you going to, what, what, what are you going to do in 10 years? What, yeah. what are your, um, what kind of legacy are you going to leave? And it was mid 2021 where I made that decision, that fork in the road says, I, I got to do something because I, I felt like I was status quo. Mm-hmm. And, um, all I could think about was my, my sweet little grandson who was a year old and, and what kind of example and, um, legacy am I going to leave him? And he and drew so much inspiration from this little guy and, uh, thought of him and, and, uh, just, that day I just said, I'm in. And so towards the, throughout 2021 leading into 2022, I had a lot of acceleration. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, I was kind of on fire and, and, um, glad to be back. And, um, by the time 2022 rolled around, I had set some goals with my shield lock. Um, I was ready to roll and, uh, you know that verse in, in Psalm that says, my cup is overfloweth. Like yeah. I, I felt my, my cup was so filled up with these men. And I just felt like pouring into anything I can get my hands on. Um, and so whatever, um, whatever led me up to that recognition at the end of 2022, um, I, I, I give all the credit back to these guys, these, yeah. these men. Um, not, there's nothing I did in my own strength mm-hmm. that, that uh, got me that honor, but it was the highest honor I could have ever, I ever had in my life. So cool. Yeah. I really t- grateful. I can tell you're getting emotional yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's, uh, it, it was, yeah, I, it's hard to describe how I was feeling. Um, but it's, it, it's funny that this, this recognition, it, it was like it, 2022 changed my life. And, and I, on top of that, I get this recognition that I was just so humbled uh, <laughs> yeah. because the, all the guys that all the guys that prodded me in the morning, or you know, the mumble chatter and the, the fellowship and the camaraderie—it all goes back to them. No way I could have done that without those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Life, it, life-changing, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it's it's mostly about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important uh, to do the fitness thing. It's really important. And, you know, doing it together is what really brings us even tighter um, and all kinds of not just physical but mental and emotional benefits to the working out. But but it's the relationships, right? I mean, it's amazing. I just read an article today. I sent it to my packs. Um, I'm not going to – I'm going to do this very briefly because I can't remember all the details. But anyway, a group of people from Harvard uh, decided to study these people. Uh, they took a group of people from Boston who were kind of troublemaker, sort of rebellious time – college age guys, but not in college or whatever. And they, the other group was, uh, Harvard graduates. They were graduating from Harvard and they followed them for like, for like 60 years or something like that. I didn't get a chance to read it yet. So don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and it's still going on. It's amazing that they've kept the study going on. They keep calling and these people still interact, you know, let, let them know how it's going. Cause they wanted to see who, which group would, uh, lead the healthier and longer lives. And the one thing that they found was the guys that were the healthiest uh, and had the most longevity were the guys that had the most meaningful relationships. That was the one thing that really stood out out of all of it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so true. Yeah. I, I see that. And it's funny guys. I'm, I'm not. So another, another thing that it keeps me away. I, I, I know other guys can relate to this. I'm naturally an introvert, Mm -hmm. meaning my social battery gets really low really quickly. I mean, I I love, I love small, like this small, meaningful relationships where you talk about deep stuff, but you get me around a big group and man, my social battery gets low really quick. And, and honestly, that's kept me away from a lot of the CSUP stuff and the 
the weekend relay races and things like that. I'm like, God, I don't know if I could, my battery would be strong enough to hang it. And so, um, one of my goals for 2022 was to do a 12 hour ruck. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was uh, another thing I did in May. It was one of my goals in 2022, just for the camaraderie in, in, uh, Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, man, it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I, I don't know that I'm going to do that again, but it kicked my butt. And, but yet it was so life changing and the, the, the teamwork and the camaraderie is sort of like, it'll stick with me for, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that a GTE or is it some other ruck? It was, uh, it was a, a ruck led by several guys that have already done um go ruck events it right. wasn't an official go ruck event got it but um one of the cadres that was leading this thing uh his his nickname is finger looking good joe baker he <laughs> he was trying out for um uh select you know this cadre select for go ruck where i mean this is the highest level of training yeah and this guy was like oh my god he dragged us all it's 15 miles all over lake norman area and I, I wanted to quit so bad, and I just kept sticking it out, and finally, yeah. <laughs> finished. But it was crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It seems like everybody that goes through one of these GTEs or something like that, they always say it's like life changing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't done one yet. Dallas going to do one. Spielberg's going to do one. The running one's intriguing. Spielberg, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spielberg's young; he could do it right now. <laughs> yeah, let's go. He says, "Sign him up." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, brother. Um, so you said here, after you had a huge impact on your marriage and your family, you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, so I, I, through, you know, reading Q source and really, really understanding what, what M represents, uh, just, just inspired me to, um, really focus on my wife more, um, one of the, one of the things I struggled with is is just being present when we're when we're having conversation. I, I feel like I'm constantly distracted, so I was very intentional about trying to listen and be present more, um, and uh, and have regular dates. Uh, we we now do a breakfast date once a week, and um, and I I always try to um, not always, but but I try to put her first mm-hmm. um, and. We, uh, we had this, I still remember this conversation we had, uh, last year in the kitchen and, and she came to me and she was, she was just telling me all these different things, all these different things about, um, our daughter and work. And she kept going on and on. And I, and I, and I, I paused and I said, I said, Carrie, what do you, what do you need from me tonight? And, and she said, I just want you, I just need, um, uh, acknowledgement or admiration. And she started crying and she said, um, would you please share that with your, the guys in F3? So, so I, I, the point is that, um, she, all she needed was someone to listen to and, mm-hmm. and affirm her. She needed affirmation. Right. Um, and she was, she was, it, it, it was made a big impact, uh, I think in our relationship and she just wanted me to share that. Um, and then um, with the fitness aspect, um, I, I, I got into the best shape of my life in 2022. I was a gym rat in my 30s, and, and I just made a commitment this year to, to just, you know, focus on my fitness. And through that, um, my daughter um, was inspired. We'd go, she'd ask me to go to the gym together. We'd, mm. we'd run together. We'd play basketball. And then um, – and then – one of the coolest things that happened is my, my son who lives really close, my son and daughter-in-law, they had, you know, I have two kids. He started doing F3. He, he, he saw, he saw the change in me and he said, dad, like, you know, I'm going to come out. And I, I never even would have thought he would have come out. And he, he came out to a couple posts and then he came out to a, a, a workout. I was queuing and I got to nickname him and mm-hmm. he's 31 and his nickname is Phoenix which is the name I wanted <laughs> yeah. when I, yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an Elon university graduate and mm-hmm. that's where he met his wife, Allie. So, uh, and, and I, 
I kind of kid around with Allie, my daughter-in-law, like, um, she's starting to run and I was like, Allie, you got You got to start rucking if you really want to get in shape. And so she's, she's gotten inspired to, to work out. And, um, and I, and I tell her you, the key now is burpees and I kid with her all the time. She's like, Oh no, I'm not doing burpees. So, yeah, so, it's been, it's been fun seeing, um, seeing my family, um, getting into exercise my wife's starting to swim we joined the rec center and she's swimming regularly and nice. so that's been fun so you're inspiring cool. your family yeah. that's great man and the m is the the bullseye the bullseye yeah. man and the target um well that's a great word brother i um it's inspiring to hear that we got to always remember put our wives first yeah Go, you, you mentioned working out with your daughter too like it isn't isn't that the coolest time like at that time working out with, you know, and working out with my son's great, but yeah. I don't know. There's something, if he's listening to this, he's going to be Wait like, till I, I tell I, him, I, I, knew she, him. <laughs> I knew she was the favorite, right? I know for me, and maybe it's just, she's the firstborn, right? And it's the daughter, Yeah, you know, it's always the daddy and, and daughter and the mom and the son, right? But there, like, there's just something special about that time when you get to, to work out with your, any of your kids, but working out with your daughter is just, uh. It's cool. It's always oh, really yeah, special time. When you for me. run with Elena, yeah. you might be able to see her, but Pong, you don't even see him. He's right. well. That's true. Yeah, he would really have to slow down for me, but I can <laughs> I can at least kind of hang with uh, I can kind of hang with Elena if she slows yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dallas yeah. a great runner. Now, I'm not He's... supposed to say this, but 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 I've uh, Abby takes me to Planet Fitness, but don't tell anybody. I'll, I'll go to Planet <laughs> Fitness with her every once in a while. Well, that's okay. Out. That's okay because right. you're doing she, it with your family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's only right. ten dollars a month. What the heck? Um, but, yeah, and um, yeah, special special time with her working out, and she she you know she'll um she she knows all the cadence. We'll do side straddle hops and cadence. She knows all the <laughs> you know the hard count, yep. and yeah, the, nice. the Merkins, and she'll play along with me. It's fun. It's, yeah. We have a ball, and uh, she's uh we miss her dearly. She's a freshman in Chapel Hill. We're, we're only two and a half hours away, and yeah. we'll, we'll see her. We see her often, but uh, yeah. It's been it's been cool, and she's working out at the gym in Chapel Hill. Cool, yeah, cool. That's my. I know you put down here your your sports nut, and uh, UNC basketball is one of your teams you root for, right? Love Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So even said, even growing up in Maryland, I was a Heels fan. I remember back when Jordan beat uh, won Georgetown. the national championship. Yep. They beat Georgetown, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she, and then when at, when my daughter started going there, I was like, wow, this is really cool. So Yeah, you know why we're North Carolina? I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan when it comes to basketball. I would root for Penn State, but they never make it in the tournament. But um, <laughs> Because when you and I were growing up, when we were in the impressional age, uh, ESPN came out. And they always yeah. showed North Carolina basketball. Like at least twice a week, I'm watching North Carolina, but Carolina basketball. Absolutely. And then yeah, shortly after yeah. that, Jordan was a freshman, so you follow him through his career, and yeah, so yeah, I've been a Tar Heel basketball fan since then. Yeah, lo- love the Tar Heels, and absolutely despise Duke, and I was right. never so happy to see Mike Shostakovich lose his last two games. Oh, to Carolina, baby! This, man, I was so happy. He's he's probably still angry about that. Yeah, he might come out of retirement. <laughs> he is angry. Yeah, he's you know, I, on some possum, you, you you and I get along great, man. You hate the Cowboys, you hate Duke. <laughs> you know, all I gotta do is get you to be an Eagles fan, and we're right there, brother. You, you, you I'm 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 an Eagles fan. I'm all the way, all Eagles. Yeah, I want them to win. All right, there sure. you go. Yeah, NFC East. This is a smart man dial-up. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that you were at Penn State during some of their better years, though, for basketball, right? <laughs> Well, were, were, did they win the A10 while you were there with Park Hill? Was Park Hill the coach? I think that was after I left. It was after you left. Okay. Yeah, I went to Penn State for a year and a half, and I transferred to a local college for, near where I lived to play basketball. It was a D3 school. And then it never ended up playing because it was going into my junior year. By the time I'd be able to play there in a season, and I broke my foot. And anyway. Uh, oh, wow. But I was only at Penn yeah. State. I was at Penn State for a year and a half. I don't remember them being very good then. Okay. Well, maybe that was after you left. Football team was good. Lost to uh, Oklahoma in the Orange Ball for the national championship okay. the, the semester I was down at main campus. But anyway, it yeah, is. but you're also a Davidson fan. I get the Davidson Golden State. He's a Golden State fan, too. I get that oh. connection with Steph Curry, but yeah, how did you become sense. a Davidson fan? Well, I, I so Mooresville is right above Davidson. I used to live in Davidson before oh, okay. I moved to Mooresville. And I was, I was, I mean, I'll, I've always lived in this area. 
But 2008, you talk about like Death Town was upside down when when the Wildcats went on the run. Yeah. Steph Curry, right? Um, really, like I was absolutely obsessed. I, I, you know, when they when they um, got to the uh, Elite Eight, and ever since I've been a Curry fan. He he actually used to go to our church uh, in Huntersville, uh, close by, and and after that run, he starts he starts going to our church, and people would come up and try to get his autograph. And our and our pastor had to say, "Look, leave him alone. You know, let him just you know let, let him worship. be." But anyway, um, huge Curry fan. Uh, the guy's unbelievable. Um, and my whole, uh, I've got, I'm looking at uh, Curry. I've got Davidson stuff all over my room here, and I just <laughs> got a, a good friend of mine gave me a signed Curry Golden State jersey that oh. I'm going to get ready to hang up soon. But yeah, nice, that's huge cool. fan. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he is for sure. Um, well, that's cool, brother. I want you, you mentioned your church. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about your faith because you also, um, in 2022, start working at Hope House, uh, a nonprofit, uh, organization provides, uh, free transitional housing for women who are struggling. Can you tell us a little bit about your faith and tell us about Hope House. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I've been, um, going to, uh, uh, Evangelical Protestant Church is, is sort of the den- denomination. It feels like a non-denominational church um, for for many years in the in the Lake Norman area, and um, so uh, yeah, I've been going there. That's where I met my wife in 2008. I was uh, like I mentioned, I was uh, I did volunteer youth group for many years when I was single, and then when I got married, my wife and I did the uh, the little guy, like the third and fourth graders, in the morning. We did. We did uh, Sunday school with them together. That was fun. And uh, we've recently um, connected to uh, another church that the, the church I was, had been going to started in the Davidson area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more intimate, a little bit more um, grassrootsy feel, uh, you know, acoustic guitar. And uh, we, we know a lot, of, a lot of close friends there. So we've been recently going to that church. It's called Story Hill in Davidson. Uh, and, um, the, the Hope House, uh, nonprofit, we, some of the F3 guys started doing, um, some volunteer work in 2022. And it's, it's, it's really a a special, um, uh, ministry to, to women who, who were either in abusive relationships or down on their luck financially. And there were scholarships involved for these women to get free housing in, in Huntersville, North Carolina, which is just south of, of Davidson. And there's about, uh, I think, three or four acres of, of property. There's a, there's a big home on the property and then three small cottages. And these women kind of go there. They're taught a, they're, they go there for a short period of time. It might be a few weeks. It might be several months. And a lot, they ha- most of them have children. So the F3 guys started um, becoming visible on the, on the property through um, uh, we would do service projects like uh, clear out a donation trailer, bring stuff to Goodwill. And so the, the lady, Debbie, who, who's the director there, um, wanted F3 not to just do like a one-and-done type of thing, but really build relationships on the property because it's, it was the perfect fit for F3 because these women um, needed to see that men were safe. Yeah. So needed to see men who um, would treat them with dignity. And so we did several um, uh, fun events on the property. They have a fire pit, and we, we brought F3 guys out there with their kids, and the residents would come out. We'd have uh, a fire pit Fridays and just got to know the residents better. And, and we, we actually created a uh, F3 shovel flag for Hope House, Wow! Because we thought that was an area of operation, and uh, uh, found out later that there was a uh, one of the ladies, one of the residents there, was an army veteran, and we um, we presented her the F three shovel flag, and she was really moved mm-hmm. through that. Um, so we're we're continuing to work on on, on Hope House, and it, it's just an amazing organization. Um, a big impact in the community and, and love, love hanging out there. That's awesome. Yeah. These guys, you know, just like F3's designed, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, 
That's what it's all about. First F is the uh, magnet, draws guys in. Second F is the glue, keep you coming. Next thing you know, guys are doing things like this, and that's the dynamite. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. Yeah, and that that population they're serving is, yeah, that's it's a need. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge need it's, in society. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, Defib, the, so like it was so cool watching these guys who, um, who maybe for the first time they realized there's something bigger than them for right. them to put themselves into the third F yeah. and, and to see the, the, the joy that they got out of this, just helping and, and, you know, making, making them small, making themselves small for a bigger purpose was, yeah. mm-hmm. was really cool to see that. And, and there's still guys like, um, just, chomping at the bit to go over to Hope House and help out. We have a big event coming up, uh, a gala, where we're going to, um, a few of us are going to dress up in suit and tie, and it's a big fundraiser, a big formal event. We're going to be like bartenders and open doors and things like that coming up in a few weeks. Cool. So, uh, yeah, trying to trying to raise money for that uh, wonderful organization. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, well done. Yeah, really well yeah, done. Well done, you and your packs. Yeah. Well, um, I got to get you out with a couple of questions. Uh, since you haven't seen an episode yet, you don't know what these questions are. Uh, so. Surprise. <laughs> no, they're not bad. Don't no. be scared. So the first question is, uh, if you could pick somebody that was, that you could look up to, that's like a hero, somebody that inspired you in your life. Uh, it could be somebody from the distant past. It could be somebody alive now, whoever you would kind of look to as that motivational figure, who would that be? Oh gosh. Uh, great question. Um, I, I know in a lot of my, my dad, who's no longer with us, inspired me in so many ways. Um, he, he was, uh, he was fiercely loyal to our family, a great provider. Uh, we didn't grow up with a lot, but we had enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he's a big inspiration to me. Um, there, were, uh, there's, there's a, there's a, a you know, a few guys that really stand out, uh, in the packs that, that have inspired me, um, uh, over just watching these guys over the years, um, uh, swing state who is, who is our former Nantan, just a, just a tremendous leader. You, you're not going to find a better guy than him. There's a guy, um, uh, F3, a lot of guys all over at F3 nation, no gnarly goat, who is a, a Navy veteran, and a uh, fire captain and just a tremendous leader. This guy just, he leads, to watch this guy, he he exemplifies being a fisher of man. You know how the Bible talks about being a fisher of men? Yeah. He just hangs out with guys. He just, he hangs out and tells stories. Uh, he And just watching him over the years and just uh, is impressive. And, and, and uh, this guy, this guy Moses, who, who brought me, uh, into F3, the founder of our region. Those guys have inspired me so much. Uh, so yeah. Um, and, and many more. There's, there's been so many guys that I don't know as well, uh, yeah. that have really, and, and each of the guys in my shield lock for sure, uh, have, have been really, um, precious to me. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well said. I think that you're probably one of those guys inspiring other guys. So, yeah, <laughs> at least in your concentrica and your region. Um, next question: This is your chance to give a message to the men of America to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? Yeah. So, um, gosh, that's a that's a good one uh, for for me. I, I know when it, I've always struggled and I, and I know other guys struggle with this is comparing yourself to, to, to other guys. Like there's always going to be a guy that's stronger than you or faster than you or smarter than you. And right. I've always had that insecurity, like, man, I, I'll never be as fast as this guy or strong. But, um, I, I talked to, I talked, I had this talk with a, one of the, uh, another one of the packs and, and he's like, just, you know, be the best version of yourself every day. And, and that's what I tried to do. I would wake up every morning before workout in 2022 and, and have this dialogue with God and like, God, just, just, you know, let me throw everything I have into this. And, and I want it to be for your glory, uh, whatever happens and whatever platform you might uh, give me, whether it's in a, in a small 
leading a small group of guys or, or um, a blog post or, or um, never would have imagined being on a podcast <laughs> uh, 12 years ago right. sharing this. Well, we're glad Here that you are. are. Yeah, we're uh, great yeah. having you for sure. Yeah, it's a great message. You don't have to compare yourself to others um, except by height. We're no, all, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're all wonderfully and uniquely made, right? We are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Amen. Yep. But yet you're right. There, there's that natural tendency to compare yourself to others. And oftentimes the guys we use to compare ourselves to will never measure. Like, well, maybe not never measure up to, but don't measure up to. Right. Um, so, yeah, great message. I like it. Yeah, it, it leads to, uh, you know, basically your your self-confidence, right? And most of the guys, almost every guy we talk to uh, who have been who are part of F3, we ask them, like, what well, F3 is done for them. Almost every guy says, well, I've become more confident or I've become more bold, yeah. more bold sharing my faith and stuff like that. And so that's, you know, kind of getting the perspective, you know, don't, don't, be down on yourself because you're not as fast as that guy or strong as that guy. Yep. Right? Just keep, yeah, be, be the best you, you can be. Yep. Well, I like that, buddy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I think it really, um, it really works. I mean, if you could just get up every day and give a hundred percent in the, in the workouts or at work, uh, and, and not compare yourself. I mean, I, I'm at work and there's guys that are a lot smarter than I am. Uh, and I'm constantly, you know, fighting that battle in my head. Um, and trying to really understand what my unique gifts are and what I bring to the, what, what my, you know, my God given ability and, and try yeah. to focus on that, um, whatever, whatever that, um, will offer the, the next guy. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. So, um, Dallup, I think we just spoke to another high impact, man. Absolutely spoke to another high impact man. And, uh, Hey, Hey, this will air. I was just checking the calendar. This will air February 13th, the day after the Super Bowl. I can't remember if we said the exact date or not at the beginning when we were talking about it, but yeah, hopefully your Eagles will have won. So I just want to say, point. you know, um, right away, congratulations to the Eagles for winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Should have started that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounded really silly or, uh, yeah, we'll have to get a link out to you so you can, you can share this with your packs and, uh, they can have a listen that their man was, that, that their man possum was on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank I, was, you. I always yeah. text yeah, uh, sure. our guest when their episode airs, I always text them a, a link to yeah. the podcast. So like bones was uh, our, our episode that dropped today. So I texted, texted him a, a direct link, you know, whatever. And I usually put the, I last week I didn't cause I was away and I was out, out of uh, cell phone contact, but um, I usually put the link in mumble chatter on the nation's Slack channel, mumble chatter to the newest episode, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't, we don't know. I don't, I never know how many people are going to listen to this stuff, but, uh, there will be people that do listen and they will be inspired and motivated by your story, buddy. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. yeah honored and uh, privileged that you would, uh, ask me to do this. Really am. Well, the honor was all ours. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah, the honor is truly ours to yeah. have men like you on here sharing their stories. So thanks for taking some time out of your evening to uh, to come on and spend some time with us, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Thoroughly enjoyed hanging with you guys. All right. Well, God bless you, brother. Thank you. All right. See ya. you. You too. You too, both. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> see, see you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.